You are listening to the You Are a Lawyer podcast. I am the podcast host, Kyla Denanyo, a 2015 law school graduate. This episode is brought to you by Attorneyed. Attorneyed connects law firms and law students through assignment-based virtual internships. Their online platform allows you to utilize and vet talent, and they only work with top pre-vetted candidates. You can create an account today at www.attorneyed.com, A-T-T-O-R-N-N-E-E-D.com. In episode 28, I am speaking with a mentorship advocate and lawyer. This guest created a platform to give pre-law students exposure to legal mentors. Based in Dallas, Texas, today's guest is Angie Fishianen. Welcome to the podcast, Angie. Thank you. Would you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. So my name is Angie Vishianen, and I am the CEO and founder of Leg Up Legal, which provides a mentoring platform to connect pre-law students to lawyers for mentoring. And I'm also a trademark and copyright lawyer, so I do contract work on the side of running my business. Okay. So I am familiar with Leg Up Legal from Instagram, and I saw <laughs> it, and I was like, okay, they connect mentors. Why did you think it was important for law students to have legal mentors? I had mentors before I went to law school, but it wasn't without a lot of effort in finding them. You know, I was a first generation Asian American. My parents are from Thailand and they're engineers and I didn't have a single lawyer in my family. So I had no idea what I was doing in short. And um, when I was applying to law school and I really wanted to learn more about what I was about to get myself into because I had heard about all these stories of how expensive law school was and how many people were getting out of law school with no jobs. Mm -hmm. And so I really wanted to make sure I didn't end up as one of those people. (laughs) So, um, So I went and cold called a bunch of attorneys to find out what this profession was all about. And through cold calling, I eventually found a lawyer who took me under his wing and actually hired me as a legal assistant while I was applying to law school. And he told me, you know, I want to help you meet lawyers. He was an in-house attorney. And so he hired me as a legal assistant and told me I could work for him as long as it took for me to get into law school, whether that was six months, seven months, a year, whatever. And so I was like, great, let's do this. And so he hired me and true to his word, he introduced me to dozens of lawyers. I mean, before this, I had cold called 50 lawyers and I only got to talk to three of them. Yeah. And so I was pretty having a hard time trying to connect to lawyers. And so he really just leveraged his own network for me and introduced me to a ton of lawyers. He would take me to bar association events and he taught me how to network and build relationships. And he taught me what questions to ask. I mean, Mm -hmm. to be honest, since I didn't come from a legal background, I didn't even know what questions to ask. (laughs) I got a flesh and blood lawyer in front of me. (laughs) So So he really taught me what to say to them and how to drive my relationship forward and follow up with them and keep in touch and everything that I know about building relationships now. So when I went to law school, I tried to teach as many people as I could how to do those things. And when I became a young lawyer, I did the same. And eventually I was like, you know what? This is my real passion. This is what I want to do. And if I continue practicing law full time, I'm not going to be able to impact as many people as I want to impact. I want to be able to teach these things to hundreds of people, thousands of people. You know, I want to give people access to mentors before they go to law school so that they know what they're getting into with their eyes wide open. And so we decided to go create it, (laughs) build a mentoring program and build a mentoring app gonna lie it was kind of like a hard sell to universities at first because they were so tied to the in-person mentoring model mm-hmm. and now it's like now they're all scrambling for something virtual <laughs> so it's a pretty good deal 
Yeah, I love that. So the initial guy that you met, and then he introduced you to everyone else. What type of law was that? Yeah, so he was in-house at a small financial services company, but he had had tons of careers before that. So he started off his career as a mass tort litigator. Then he went and became a lobbyist. Then I think he went back to private practice for a little bit. Then he went in-house. And then he took a different in-house position when he was at the position that I found him at. Love the fact that you said that he worked in a lot of different industries. He was a lobbyist, he did torts, because you don't have to just practice one area of law, right? You're able to expand and look at something else if you don't like it. Oh, absolutely. And I think that it's so important to know that you don't just have to practice law. Uh (laughs) You could be a lawyer and still have a bunch of side hustles that have nothing to do with law. (laughs) And I think that's really important to say, because I think a lot of young lawyers, they get so pinned into having being the lawyer identify them you know that it becomes their entire being and that's just not healthy first of all and and second of all I, I think you really need to open up your mind because now we need so many more skill sets to be an effective lawyer it's not just about learning the law itself it's about learning people it's about being able to be an effective advocate for your clients, whether they're businesses or individuals or whoever it is, and you need to get to know them in order to do that. Mm-hmm. So relationship building is key and learning everything there is to know about your client, you know, might mean that you're doing a lot of things that don't have anything to do with the law. And and that's a good thing. I think it's good for lawyers to be well-rounded. Yeah. So did you have any other mentors for other aspects of your life, like a personal mentor, like a financial mentor, anything like that? You know, I didn't back then, but I definitely do now. After realizing the importance of mentorship, I went and sought out mentors in all sorts of different areas of my life. I have an advisory board that guides my startup from all different industries because I think it's really important to get mentorship from people who have gone before you and stand on the shoulders of giants instead of trying to do it all alone. I think that my startup advisors really do a great job of keeping me grounded, but also expanding my mind to the possibilities of what we can do, what we could build and better ways to do things. And they help me go farther faster. Yeah, absolutely. So do you have someone that calls themselves a sponsor or do you just consider it all to be mentors? I've had sponsors in my career, but I would say that, you know, I think all sponsors are also mentors, but not necessarily the other way around. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wouldn't say that all mentors are sponsors. Not all my mentors have been in places where they could, you know, give me the benefit of gaining something in my career, whether it's within my own organization and they could volunteer me for some position or something like that. They haven't all been in that position to do that, but they've all been able to give me guidance that was able to propel me in my career in some way or another. And for those that don't know, people will say that a sponsor is someone who's already in the room you're trying to get into and they can bring you up with them, where a mentor will just coach you on everything. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you need both in your life. And I've definitely had times when I had really, really effective sponsors. I tend to look at mentoring as a more long-term relationship and Mm -hmm. sponsorship. You know, sometimes your sponsors will help you get to the next level, but they might not stay with you for the whole time. Yeah. So let's say I'm a law student and I want to join Leg Up Legal. What do I do? How do I enroll? And what happens once I'm a member? Actually, law students can't currently join Leg Up Legal. So we we only focus on pre-law because originally when I thought about creating this platform, we were going to target law students, but we realized that there were so many mentoring programs already out there from law schools 
the alumni mentoring and, you know, even bar associations had a lot of mentoring programs for law students. And at the pre-law level, there was virtually nothing. And you think at that level, they're making the hugest decisions about their careers with literally the least amount of information. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many people decide to go to law school without even ever speaking to a lawyer. Yeah. (laughs) And we really, really wanted to go and hit that space hard because I think that a lot of the problems that we have with systemic discrimination in our profession begin at the pre-law level. Okay. And so we really wanted to create a mentoring program to target people who were interested in going to law school, but weren't 100% sure this was for them yet. And, you know, if they join the program and they figure out, you know what, I don't want to go to law school. It's not my thing. That's a good result. It's still better than going and spending all that money just to find out that this isn't for you. And all Um, that time. And all that time. Exactly. Law school is a huge investment in both time and money. And, you know, once you're $70,000 in, you don't want to go crawl back out. (laughs) You just think you need to keep going, which is also a terrible decision if you really know that it's not for you. But yeah, we really wanted to help people just learn more about all the different career paths that are out there. I mean, my mentor introduced me to dozens of lawyers in all sorts of different paths I didn't know existed. And I think that that's really important that students realize that there's so many career paths in the law. And, you know, the skill set that you need to be a good bankruptcy lawyer might be completely different from the skill set that you need to be a good criminal defense lawyer. Absolutely. And so there's so many different paths that you could take, and you really need to know more about what paths are out there to be able to make an informed decision on even what law school to go to. Because if you pick a really, really niche practice area like I did, for example, I chose trademark and copyright law, that is really niche. There's not that many law schools that teach it all that well. Mm -hmm. And that might really change the kind of law school you even apply to. Yeah. When I was applying for law schools, I wanted to be an environmental lawyer. Mm -hmm. So I was looking at UC and William and Mary and all these schools. And that definitely changed. I'm actually in IP and trademark law now. Yeah. I would have been in that school like, oh my gosh, this is not what I want. Like I would have, I would have pigeonholed myself. Yeah, yeah. And people don't realize that, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you go for these really, really broad practice areas, you know, corporate or something like that, yeah, you could probably go to any number of law schools that'll give you a great legal education. But if you go for something really, you know, niche, like privacy or trademark or, or entertainment or sports or something like that, or even like maritime, you know, the oil and gas, like there's only so many law schools that teach things in those areas. And so you really got to pick correctly. If you're a pre-law student, or even if you're not in school at all, and you're thinking about going to law school, you can join our program. Pre-law students can actually join through their pre-law advisor. We work with universities. The university signs up for an annual subscription. The students get it for free through the university. If you are interested in going to join our program and you're not in one of our partner schools, you can just subscribe to our app for $19.99 a month. You know, it's just like any other app that you would purchase on the Apple App Store, but you would go to our website, subscribe to it there, you'll get the invite code, and then you can download the mobile app. Very cool. And so when you were in law school, I know you said you were focusing on trademarks and patents. Did you take electives that were trademark and patent? It was just trademark and copyright. Yeah, I took, you know, plenty of trademark and copyright classes. I also took our USPTO clinic. We have a clinic at our school that is certified by the US Patent and Trademark Office that allows you to represent clients while you're still in law school and file trademark applications on their behalf. And so did that. I also participated in the Lefkowitz Trademark Moot Court Competition, which is hosted by the International Trademark Association. 
and my partner and I actually won first place national that year. So yeah, yeah. So um, did a lot of extracurricular activities targeted towards that area. Okay. And so right now you work on leg up legal full time. Yep. And I still do contract work on the side because I like to stay fresh and I really enjoy trademark practice. So yeah. Do you think you would formally open your own firm? Oh, no. (laughs) Um, I mean, I, I enjoy working for other firms. I also really, really enjoy just doing leg up legal full time. I ultimately love the freedom of running my own business and, you know, launching my own business was a challenge enough. I don't think I need to go and launch my own law firm. (laughs) So I know that you were in DC. What brought you to Dallas? You're in Dallas, Texas right now. Yeah, I grew up in Dallas, actually. So I was actually born in Fort Worth, moved to Dallas when I was 10, I think, and then had grown up here, went to undergrad here, and then moved away for law school. I moved to New Hampshire. And then I ended up practicing in DC for four years and found my way back to Dallas in 2017. And was practicing at a big law firm downtown for a little while before launching Leg Up Legal. So yeah, moved away for a bit, came back, and Dallas was a completely different city. (laughs) It it grew a lot, and it got a lot younger, and it got a lot more urban, and I really like it. Yeah. So just the last question here. I know you had a book that came out last year. Would you tell us just a couple sentences about that? Sure. Me and 19 other lady lawyers got together and wrote a book called Networked. And it's about how all of us came together during the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic. We met in a LinkedIn group of all places. (laughs) And um, we are all, you know, lawyers that are Some of us are still actively practicing. Some of us have moved on to launch our own businesses and do other things. But we talk about, you know, all the struggles that we had to really pivot our businesses, our personal relationships, you know, everything (laughs) about our lives during that time. So it really, you know, gives you a good snapshot and window in time into that moment when all of us were facing the pandemic coming down around March and figuring out what to do with our new normal. Uh That's pretty cool. It was just kind of like, this thing that came out of nowhere that like one day somebody asked me if I wanted to work on it. And at first I was like, uh, I don't really know, but it ended up being like one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> wow. So, get the experience of learning what it's like to take this whole thing from publishing all the way through. Right. And not only did I just get to soak up all of that, learning about the actual process of publishing on Amazon and, and whatnot, but also just that like you get to celebrate the success with like all of the co-authors. And so just yeah. having like 19 of your new best friends on this with you is really cool. Aww. And we range in ages from like 20 something to like late 50s. And we also range in geographic area. We're like all over the United States. And so it was just cool to be involved in this project with all of them. And gosh, I mean, if there was a committee that had to save the world, like I would nominate our group as the committee (laughs) because these women can do like literally anything. I mean, like we've got people in all sorts of different practice areas. We also have people, you know, who have left the practice and, you know, launched their own businesses. So how did you guys do the book? Did you like write one chapter and then the next yeah, person? Yeah, each did- of us, yeah, each of us wrote a chapter. So there's 20 chapters and we all, it's just an anthology about the things that we were dealing with. So some of us talk about really, you know, big personal challenges, you know, raising kids, going through a divorce, things like that. Um, some of us talk more about, you know, the social challenges that we were having, just feeling isolated and alone and 
it's just it's interesting because it's just all sorts of different stories and what we wanted to do was really get a snapshot of this historic time in history when you know the legal profession in general just doesn't change all that well we're not really good at change and now we got impacted by this thing that made all of us change Mm -hmm. and so it was just kind of cool to capture this moment in time yeah I love that that's pretty cool you know we we found out that a lot of law firms are actually buying it up for their women employee resource groups or Mm -hmm. their female associates as gifts you know so stuff like that okay yeah excellent and you can find that book where it's on amazon so you can purchase it on amazon and um, you can go to tinyurl.com slash networked book sounds good thank you so much angie thank you thank you for listening to you are a lawyer while you are here subscribe to the show Leave a rating and tell a friend about this episode. New episodes are released every other Thursday. Thanks again for listening. Bye.